Kevin Warren said something yesterday that's just not okay. And it goes back to some formative reptile brain sort of ancient things, at least in my head and maybe in yours as well. And it has to do with what what professional football is and what our relationship to our professional football team is and means and what it what it is for us. So this is what over time started out as a little thing and then it burgeoned and and it it sort of infected my whole being. I know for me, uh I'm I'm a very uh quiet, uh impatient person. Uh I don't voice uh, uh voice my impatience, but I'm extremely impatient. I'm competitive. I want to win, but I also want to do it with integrity and style and grace and class and humility. Uh, And that's something that's top of mind here. That's what the Chicago Bears stands for. That's what our fans deserve. That's what our alumni, our players, our partners, our sponsors, every employee, every coach, uh, our ownership. That's what the National Football League deserves. And you have our word. You have my Did you hear that? He's impatient. He wants to win but with integrity, style, grace, class, and humility, because that's what your alumni want. Talk to your fans about that, because I've got, I've got real strong feelings about that. Because the, the formative team that is still, for a lot of us of a certain age, I'm speaking of fans of a certain age, I can't speak for 22-year-olds, I can't speak for 32-year-olds, I can speak for fans of a certain age, Winning in the NFL. You want to, you're impatient to win, but you want to do it with grace, class, and humility. All right. I don't. I don't. Because the teams that were important to me, the teams that allowed us to exult in the glory of the Chicago Bears, were arrogant. And they wore it on their sleeve. And that was the fun of it. Their lack of humility, the very opposite of humility, was the joy. They recorded the Super Bowl shuffle on December 3rd. And they told the world, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Is that humble? Nah, it's the opposite of humble. And they gave your quarterback concussions and they barked at him when he was being dragged off the field on a stretcher. And when the next quarterback came in, they knocked him out too. And they barked at him when they were taking him out on a stretcher. And they danced. They danced on you. And they barked at you. And everybody else did too. And the world celebrated when Mike Ditka, as, 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 a, as, as a poke at his rival, Bill Walsh, when he decided to put a 330-pound nose tackle in the game to run the ball. Ha, ha, ha! Look what I can do! Is that humble? Is that graceful? Hell no! But it was an international phenomenon. You want to talk about going to London? When that dude went to London, that wasn't graceful. That wasn't humble. That was watching a happy, smiling, fat man dance on you because they could. When he knocked George Cumbie into next week on Monday Night Football, that wasn't to be humble. It's football, mister. It's football, mister.
Al Davis somewhere is is spinning in his grave. And you know who else would laugh in Kevin Warren's face about that winning with grace and class and humility? You know who would roar with laughter? He would take off his fedora. He might have to take off his glasses to wipe the tears of laughter from his eyes. The same man whose statue at which you stop to genuflect on your way in every morning. George Hallis wasn't about, man, it's, this is the NFL. And the teams that brought me the greatest joy in the world, the teams that allowed me to live vicariously through the gladiators that represented this city, were arrogant as hell. When you had your, your stalwarts of that defensive line, you know what they did for fun? You know what Dan Hampton and Steve McMichael did to entertain themselves? They went to biker bars and started fights because it was fun, and they could. That's what they did. Is that graceful? Is that classy? Nah, no. But, that, but it was the foundation of what made me feel good as a football fan because those guys represented Chicago. And no matter where you went, no matter where you went in the world, you had people talking about the fridge. And what, what was the phenomenon of the fridge? That was an F.U., the whole fridge thing was because Bill Walsh did it to Ditka in the playoffs the year before when he was shutting him out. And Ditka's like, all right, okay. You want a fat guy? Take this fat guy. How about that? That's what it was. It was arrogance and it was revenge. Because these guys in these helmets are, are a, a simulacrum of, of your gladiators who represent you. I don't want to do it with class and humility. I want the Bears to go step on people's necks and dance and have parades and stand there smoking cigars and pouring champagne on each other's heads and saying this is the best team in the NFL. Suck it. That's what I want for my football team. When did you turn into the worst callers on the score? Today. And okay. I, and I, and as long as you acknowledge it, that is because, because basically what you're saying is that in a press conference, Kevin Warren didn't have enough fire and passion no, for you. I, just that word, he, it, it, that word set me off. That concept, I know, I know what Doug Buffon would have said to that. I know, I just, I sat next to Buffon for too many years. I, this is not the league. This is professional football. We, you want to raise your kids with grace and humility? That is a that is a that is a goal we all have. How about how about when? If you're talking about Al Davis, just win. 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 But, but he said that. Just he said he wants to win. That, exactly. Then let's get rid of all the other stuff. Do whatever you have to do. So you don't want them to. I just I don't understand what's happened to you. Like honestly, I'm just that, that's me because I, I really hope that you listen back to that last oh, segment no, no. at some point. I, I've been thinking about it for hours. I almost I've been thinking about it for hours, but I know how I feel during games, and I will always use my head over my heart when it comes to criticizing this team, observing this team, commenting on this team, formulating opinions about the team and how they play. And I will always have the the appropriate intellectual detachment. But the essence of the of an NFL team. What proof of theirs of that over the, the last twenty four hours? The, the essence of an NFL team has nothing to do with humility. I can back up Dan on this. I think there's a there's a cognitive dissonance dissonance in your head of the the logical part, and when you know you're embracing the stupid meatball piece, mm-hmm. when you're when you're knowingly doing it, 
and you know like you know exactly what you're doing, it's a little different than just doing it. But I, studs, first of all, we know that you speak from the meatball contingent. Secondly, this isn't Dan watching a game. No, I this I, is hold I, on. I hold rarely on, hold let this hold fanboy on. out. You you had your chance, now it's my chance to talk. It's the Bernstein and Holmes show. Mm-hmm. All I know is that this guy has been sitting here thinking about a half of a sentence, a fragment of what Kevin Warren said. Kevin Warren, the president of football operations, not even the head coach. You are the same person that when Dan Campbell became the head coach of the mm-hmm. Detroit Lions and talked about all of this stuff, mm-hmm. that you lampooned him. What I'm saying is I don't – think that you are being yourself right now or or maybe maybe this is the new you but I would just remind you that you sound like everything that you have mocked for the last 30 years I contain multitudes and I know what comes out during games and I know what I this want. This wasn't a game Dan and that's that. the point that I but keep that, making but, to and you. that's why when I first heard it it didn't really bother me so it was just some words and amidst just this maelstrom of words coming out of that guy's mouth. But that is, there is a time and a place where I'm going to acknowledge what, what a football team has meant to me. And that is where I can hear it at age 54. And I can also hear it when I remembered how I felt when I was 13 and 12, 13, 14 and a season ticket holder since age seven when we went to every home game and we would bundle up and we would trundle down and we would go to every home game because we had we, we season tickets all my childhood. And that was a it, it did. It, like I say, it didn't initially bother me. And I and I'll, 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 I'll put this guy back in, you know, once the once the gamma rays wear off. OK, I'll, I'll put him back in his little box and he'll 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 go away in the, in the back of the reptile brain. But I think it would be it would be hypocritical to not acknowledge that that's there and that's an important part of a football team. It's, it's, I think compartmentalizing it is a responsibility. It's not just for us, but for everybody. To like the, the whole things about Packer fans and domestic abuse after the rising after the Packers lose and all that. So, yeah, there's I think there's a time and a place. But that really bothered me. And, you and, weren't even this mad after the game Sunday. No, and, and there's another thing too. Where who's the greatest athlete in Chicago history? Tony Kukoc. Yeah, stop it. Who's the greatest athlete in Chicago history? Nick Madrigal. <laughs> After Nick Madrigal. And what do we celebrate Jordan for? For being a killer. Ruthless psychopath who wanted to humiliate you, who wanted to ruin you, who wanted to make you cry. He wanted to make you quit. He wanted to make your, your family get sick. Whatever he had to do. He, he lived, but he, but, he had, but he was, that is celebrated. That is celebrated. All this stuff, well, LeBron doesn't have what he's got. No, because nobody does, because he's a loon. He's a maniac. He's a shark. That's not graceful. That's not humble. And I'm I and I can appreciate it. So every once in a while, I'm just acknowledge it would be hypocritical not to acknowledge the fact that we are not in the NFL football business of grace and humility. We are in the stomp the other team's guts out and leave them there dead on the field. Okay, but if this is who you are now. No, I'm just saying. If this is who you are now. I contain everything. 
I contain everything. It's a matter of have the the Tupperware containers in there can be opened and closed. But again, they lost the game to Green Bay and got bullied in the game in Green Bay. And you didn't come in here on Monday no, mad about anything. I, I, all I can be is true to how I feel, and that is true. That is that. Those have been my the last the 12, 18 hours. That thing is stuck with me, and now I feel better. So it's kind of like during the baseball season. When we let the brooms out. Have you guys checked on the brooms, by the way? No. We, no. Let, we let them out, and then... We haven't. No, we let them out. So they're they're the out for the winter. No, no, no. We had let... Who? If you remember, before the Cubs went to Arizona, we let the brooms out, and then they just left. They well, quit. The, <laughs> the brooms quit. <laughs> they left. Now we can't find them, and oh, we no. can't put them back in the closet. Oh, no. Well, we got until April, right, to bring them back? Yes, we have a little bit of time to find them, but... I didn't know they left. By Who now... Let the brooms out? I mean, think about it, Studs. If they left in September... Who knows where the brooms could be by oh, now? You didn't see them in Mexico, Dan? I didn't. They're, they might be sitting on a beach earning 20%. Yes. I don't. I have no idea where they are. You guys didn't put the air tags on them? What oh. damn? We, we let them out. Because the, the the Cubs were playing a really important series in Arizona, and then they got their asses waxed, and the brooms just left. They never came back. Because remember, like remember how the rest of the season went. I don't even think there were any more sweeps. I mean, other than the Cubs getting swept. That's all. So we've got to find. We now have to, it's like Star Trek Four: the search for brooms. We've got to find the brooms. The Genesis device needs to bring them back. We got to get whales, and they got to help us. Well, I could have talked to them. I was there. I was right there with them. Oh, you were trying not to get killed. That's true. They're different whales. I could have talked to the humpbacks, and it would have been better.